0: I'm Ben Davies and this is The Clear Money Mindset, Christmas edition. Welcome to The Clear Money Mindset. I'm your host and financial advisor, Ben Davies. Well, it's the holiday season and Christmas is just around the corner, so we are doing something a bit different for today's podcast. Today we have all of our Alpha staff together. We're going to be talking about Christmas traditions, trees, consumption and presents. And we'll talk a little bit about how you can give back during the holidays. We are excited to have our very own Victoria McFadden and Andrea Abedinovich. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, hey. Hey, thank you for having us. Woo.
0: <laughs> Many of our clients will have heard your voices during the year. So it's kind of cool that we can do a podcast together and They're going to be learning a little bit more about all of us, which is kind of cool. So we are going to start off the podcast today by talking about our own personal Christmas traditions before we get into the money side of it. Uh, Victoria, what about you? You and your family or even as a kid, any memorable Christmas traditions that come to your mind?
1: We do have a few Christmas traditions things we've started maybe more recently than others and things that have sort of just existed as a quick way of handling christmas catastrophes but <laughs> um so one of the things our family likes to do is we do the christmas eve box um we participate in the elf on the shelf uh, i don't even know what to call it uh We got into it and there's no way out of it. So this is kind of where we're at. But on the last day, on Christmas Eve, the elf brings a box to the kids. Um, Nice. It has pajamas, a movie, popcorn, and hot chocolate. And we all sit and watch the movie. Then we put the kids to bed. And then my husband and I realize we forgot to wrap a bunch of stuff. And then we immediately run and start wrapping all of that stuff. So that's become a bit of a tradition, unfortunately.
0: (laughs) Frantically wrapping presents.
2: I do appreciate listening to... Uh, how you guys come up with all your brilliant ideas for the Elfs. That's always a fun thing to come into the office and hear what the uh, Elf is up to at the McFadden household.
1: It is always nice at 11 o'clock at night when you're warm (laughs) in your bed and you realize that you forgot to hide the Elf and it involves, oh, where are we going to hide it? Last minute. (laughs) Unless my kids are listening, the Elf totally goes back to the North Pole.
0: (laughs) I feel like it could be a maybe Davies Financial tradition to like start hiding an elf around the office or something like that
2: i i I definitely think we should or jewelry (laughs) money
0: how about you andrea any
2: well we don't do the elf at our house but um one of my childhood christmas memories i have a slavic background so um when i was a kid my Parents and grandparents, and even my great aunt, she would sit down and practice these Slovak Christmas poems with us. And on Christmas Day, we'd show up at the the Slovak church, and all the kids have to, you know, get up there, and half of us don't even know how to speak Slovak, so you're <laughs> bumbling through all the the poems, and uh, just to receive this uh, this Christmas gift that that you are excited to receive at the end of the day. So I remember that as a kid and of course watching uh family movies uh family christmas uh recordings of us as kids and that's always a fun thing to do that we enjoy doing at christmas time
0: cool mine is uh our christmas tree apparently it's a davies tradition my parents have slowed down on that now they probably broke every door in their house so they decided to change the (laughs) tradition but We'd always go to uh, Sloan's, which seems like everybody around here knows about it, but we we lived pretty close to them. But we'd always pick out this huge tree and spend like 15, 20 minutes trying to literally drag it through the door. And the whole family's like on one end of this tree trying to huff it through the door and then... (laughs) My dad's buried under the tree when we're trying to put it up. He's got all the needles poking into his face. How He's <laughs> trying to get us to hold this tree still and then drilling it in. And everybody was a little bit frustrated at one point. It was kind of like the tree didn't go up until somebody was a little frustrated with the process. But it was something we did every year. And even though it was a bit, uh, let's say, patience trying at times, we we did it anyway. And we loved it. So... Along that line, Christmas tree, real or fake?
2: Fake in our house.
1: It's real in our heart, <laughs> fake <laughs> in our home.
0: <laughs>
1: I like to get my Christmas tree up nice and early. I'd be pretty uh, pretty dry by the time I, the new year would hit. Nice.
2: Well, you did mention Sloan's and last year uh, my husband and I, we did go to Sloan's for the first time and that was a really great experience. We did get a real treat for his parents and that was super fun. They have a lot of great activities there and it's an awesome family activity to do. So I highly recommend that. It's
0: a much different place than when I was a kid. We went to this I think it was the Sloan's running it now. It was their parents, and all we got for going there was a bunch of stale candy canes. We loved them, though. They were very chewy. It was memorable. We always got the stale candy canes when we were there. I don't know if they were good for us or not, but is any candy cane really good for you? I don't know. So on the consumption side of things, we spend a ton of money on holidays and Christmas, not just in Canada, but around the world. And having to do with the Christmas tree, a couple of fun facts about Christmas trees, seventy-seven point six million dollars was the value of farm cash receipts for Christmas trees in Canada. That was back in 2016 when statscan did this survey. 77.6 million dollars. So if you ever drive by a Christmas tree farm and whether wonder how in the world they can make it selling trees once a year, uh, that's a good indication how there's over 1,800 Christmas tree farms in Canada. And over 1.9 million fresh cut trees leave the country exported to others. And 1.8 million is the number of fresh cut trees exported from Canada to the United States. And the 1.9 million uh, that I mentioned before is exported to the rest of the world. So pretty crazy how many trees leave this country. Forget the maple leaf, (laughs) (laughs) the Christmas tree, big deal. So there's lots of other things that um, we consume, but we talked about real or fake. So, Victoria, you got some numbers, I think, on fake trees or we call them artificial. Fake is not a very good word to use.
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, So 61 million is the value of artificial Christmas trees imported to Canada in 2016. and $59.5 million is the value of artificial Christmas trees imported to Canada from China in 2016. Mm. So those are some big numbers.
0: Yeah, we we like our fake trees. You don't have yeah. to clean them up. We don't know what's oozing out of them chemical-wise, but they <laughs> sure look nice. So consumption, like I was saying, we we spend a lot of money. We consume a lot of things over the holidays. We're going to walk our listeners through just some of the crazy amounts of things we eat and drink and give to each other over the holidays. Andrea, what do you got?
2: Yes, so obviously food and beverage are a big part of the holiday season. You like to serve great meals. You need you know, you like to, you can even give food and drink as gifts. So over $5.1 billion is the value of food and beverage purchased at large retailers in Canada in December 2016. So that's quite a big number uh, for consumption of food and beverage. And then we go to um, another big consumption, and I find this is kind of big this time of year, yes. either right at Christmas or just after Christmas for Boxing Day or Cyber Monday or um, uh, Black Friday, is the purchase of televisions, audio and video equipment. And that is another big number, $459.9 million purchased at large retailers in Canada. That's
0: crazy. You... It makes you wonder like $5.1 billion in food and beverages. Uh, No wonder, I I bet if we looked at January stats, like Peloton is probably doing pretty (laughs) good by then because you ate a lot of food and you plunked yourself down in front of your brand new TV and watched the holidays away and now you got some work to do. What else do we have?
1: Well, we also have uh, 417 million that's the value of toys, games, hobby supplies, and electronic games purchased by large retailers. So that's just large retailers. That's not even counting some of the small businesses, which is probably where we should be buying most of our stuff at during this holiday season. Great plug mm-hmm. for small business. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And then kids, I think this is something every child wants uh, for Christmas is a poinsettia,
2: right? <laughs> they do <laughs> seem to be popular this year. I think they've picked up. in in popularity.
0: Apparently, you don't want to eat the leaves. They're pretty poisonous.
1: I may or may not have mentioned that earlier. I'm not (laughs) sure who was eating the poinsettia leaves, but it's... uh...
0: $6.5 million is what... Or maybe we didn't so much spend, but that's how much greenhouses in Canada produced in poinsettias. That's, That's a high, high number.
2: So are you guys on the naughty or nice list this year? not sure not sure (laughs) well according to tradition naughty children receive a lump of coal in their christmas stockings so 61 uh, million tons is the amount of coal produced in canada in 2016.
0: crazy so we also have things like candy confectionery, snack foods all that kind of garbage that you see loaded into walmart this time of year that you can hardly walk by without wanting to buy something Costco that's true they had a massive Toblerone bar when we were there the other day
1: that's now at your house
0: one of them's at my house the whole skid load stayed but one left 460.2 million dollars is what we spend or what was spent in December 2016 again some of these stats are older just because StatsCan only does these kind of surveys every so many years, but just think if, if the price of things has gone up, $460 million in candy. That's crazy. Um, the average monthly sale of candy, confectionery and snack foods at large retailers in 2016 was $326 million. That's a lot. And there's other things we like to consume at Christmas. One drink in particular Victoria, I think you've got the stats on our beloved eggnog.
1: I would argue to say that this would be a beloved drink as I am on team. Why would you put that into yourself? (laughs) Um, I would get disappointed because I like to make my Christmas cookies and everybody's always complaining at me for um, eating the raw cookie dough, but for some reason it's okay to drink in a beverage.
2: No, I like eggnog. I don't mind eggnog. And, and that's kind of a fun thing that I enjoy drinking around Christmas time. But I know it's not always a popular opinion.
0: I think it happened when, when somebody probably accidentally drank the eggs for French toast before the French toast was made. Maybe that's how eggnog accidentally <laughs> came into being. But I don't mind it from time to time.
1: I just don't want to meet the person who was like, we should drink this. Like that first person who was like, this should be a holiday drink. Uh, but I guess uh, 5, 5.2 million liters of this in commercial sales of eggnog in Canada in December 2016. That's a lot of eggnog. That's <laughs> yes, a lot a of lot. eggnog. I can't imagine there was some wonderful feeling stomachs after that particular scenario. Um, there was... Um, 21.8 million turkeys produced in Canada in 2016. That's another one of our favorite uh, yes, holiday foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amount of weight in that is 183.4 million tons of turkey. Oh, do you guys have turkey
0: at some point through the holidays? We've had it. Yeah. Either somebody's cooking it, we do some, we do most of the time.
1: I'm not the kind of person who's willing to invest a day in doing a turkey. So how about you?
2: We, uh, on my mom's side of the family, actually, there is a Slavic tradition also to have this special fish soup and it is a spicy tomato and it's quite delicious, actually. Fish soup? Um, I didn't, with eggnog?
1: Not with eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> how many million we... tons of fish soup do you think people <laughs> yeah, consume I, on Christmas? That's a good question.
0: A lot less than 5.2 yeah. million liters. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Whipped cream, that's on our list. 5.7 million liters of whipping cream. Now, that is a that's a thing I can understand. That makes a lot more sense, especially when you're having turkey. Those two go together so well. But maybe
1: not on the eggnog. That's right. I think people do
2: put whipped cream on their eggnog.
1: What a way to ruin perfectly good whipping cream.
0: (laughs) So for most, Christmas is a time where a lot of your money is kind of leaving you. Um, One of the things that we want to kind of bring out in a fun way in our podcast today is just being, being more cognizant of how much we're spending that's why we go through those consumer numbers and how much the average family spends on christmas and different things that go along with that due to the coronavirus outbreak the spending on holidays in canada has actually decreased by 31 percent meanwhile in the us retail sales witnessed an increase of 8.3 percent despite the pandemic either way We spend an awful lot of money on a lot of stuff Uh, we mentioned the the food that we eat all of those kinds of things all stuff that's going to be gone in a short period of time but there are some places that really take the cake when it comes to spending a lot of their income on christmas Um, victoria i think you have the highest for us
1: romania i guess they love their christmas uh spending there they spend 32 percent of their monthly income on christmas Yikes. according to world atlas that's a lot of your income yeah like i think they what's the percentage that they tell you you're, you're supposed to put aside for living expenses
0: i think 30 to 40 is around the guideline mm-hmm. for that and that that's a high number <laughs>
2: and ben did mention that in canada the the spending did decrease by 31% for spending on holidays in canada um and so the average spending in 2019 was 1200 um and uh in 2020 it was 887 so it did go down um millennials are spending the most at christmas time with an average of 977 dollars followed by gen z a uh, gen x sorry uh 850 um and then the baby boomers after that um so we that's that's the stats on on spending
0: so baby boomers they they have all their kids in their basement so they can't really afford <laughs> to spend too much more on christmas So, your spending habits can actually decrease your holiday expenses as much as 24%, according to Deloitte. So, how you spend during the year and how much you are careful during the year can dictate how much you're willing to spend during the holidays, probably because you're a lot more cognizant of what in the world you're spending in the first place. Um, But if you're an efficient shopper, you will save considerably more than the average shopper around $325. Likewise, suppose you like walking around and searching for those bargain deals. You can still save up to 9%, which is about 119 less than the average holiday shopper. Yet, there are those among us who are truly holidays.
2: Aficionados.
0: (laughs) And they spare no expense uh, to make people around them happy. Those are the people you want to get to know well. Hence why the holiday spending budget of these so-called festive shoppers is 19% bigger than that of the average shopper, amounting to about 1652. in general.
2: So to buy all these things, it takes time. It does. And I think a lot of uh, people, what they struggle with is how much time they spend thinking about the perfect gift, going to the stores, going in, not finding it, getting frustrated, buying something, realizing maybe they have it or it's not the right thing, then going back and returning it. And same thing with online shopping. But uh, so Americans spend approximately 15 hours on gift shopping. Um, Women around 20 and men around 10, which makes a lot of sense because at one time I did uh, work in a specific retail environment. and and on Christmas Eve, we did see men um, showing up Rushing. right at the, you know. Christmas Eve
1: comes yes. out of nowhere every year. It's <laughs> every just year. out of nowhere. You never know.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that was always interesting to, uh, to make sure they got their, their gift.
0: And then the other question is, what are they paying with? Are they paying with a credit card or are they paying with money they already have? Well, stats say... of gift givers pay with money from their savings account. Hmm. Women are more likely to perform this kind of behavior than men, according to the stats. 56% compared to 47%. So women are buying Christmas gifts with the money they've saved. Uh, More men are just going out and...
2: Swipe, swipe.
0: Swiping the credit card <laughs> or tapping nowadays. Holiday spending stats from 2019 highlight that gift financing through personal saving was the most common choice for all age groups. Gen X led the pack with 53.6% after which came baby boomers mm-hmm. at 51.4% and millennials at 512
2: Well, when it comes to couples gifts... Um, we have found that when it comes to desirable presents, women prefer jewelry at 47%. Weekend breaks.
0: I think Andrea <laughs> made this up herself. So.
2: Weekend breaks is 46% and gift vouchers or gift uh, cards at 42%. Whereas men prefer gift vouchers, gift cards at 32%, clothing at 32 and money at 26
0: Nice. So what percentage of holiday shopping is done online? Well, one in four shoppers or 76% of the consumers intended to do over half of their shopping online in 2020, which is a good time to again, plug the idea of maybe consider looking around in your community for a small business that might have the same thing you're looking for online that you could go and buy from. Um, 14% of people hope to conduct all their purchases online i hate crowds so the more i can do online the better but i i should probably do a better job of trying to get out of the house and well it's easy just
2: to go to click like on amazon and you know it shows up so
0: yeah i don't i don't like uh staring at the same item with five other people i just want to be able to shop in peace and, and see what i want to see without having to wait or know somebody behind me is trying to look at the same thing Um, So, for this purpose, approximately 78% of shoppers use their mobile devices, 71% use their laptops and desktop computers to shop for the holidays, but only 32% use their tablet.
1: Well, after all of this work, going to the stores, paying all this money, it's really great because 15% of of Europeans report getting unsatisfying gifts over the holiday (laughs) season. Well, 62% of Americans believe they will dislike the gift. feels really warming to the heart to know you've spent all of this time. Um, what's more is another 10% of people don't even remember the gifts they received during the holidays. Maybe that's the eggnog actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the recent holiday season store statistics show that one in 10 people return their gifts back to the store.
0: Mm. Wow. Mm. Which is why men prefer money and gift cards. It's like, don't waste my time. Just get me cash.
1: <laughs> and that's really where, where you feel the love of the season is the uh, is the cash. Um, moreover, 14% of people sell the gifts they don't like. Around 5% give them back to the giver. In contrast, younger generations simply throw unwanted gifts away some of the times. Maybe your best bet is to postpone Christmas a week and look on Marketplace the day after <laughs> Christmas. And it looks like you're going to be able to find...
0: Fire sale.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and U.S., a whopping 62% of consumers expect to get something they don't like. In other words, 154 million Americans receive over $15 billion worth of presents they don't like.
0: Which is insane. That is a lot, a lot of money.
1: 154 million Americans need to understand the spirit of the season is what they need. (laughs) That's right.
0: That's why considering what we buy is a great idea and how much we're willing to spend. So there's a lot of people that feel the anxiety or the pressure to either make sure that their their kids are receiving just as much as the kids at school did or their relatives did or maybe your friends buying something for a significant other and that makes you feel pressure to have to buy the same thing or something of the same value a lot of times you'll you'll see people ask each other like okay well what do you actually spend on christmas because we're trying to probe to see well Am I spending too much or should I be spending more? But at the end of the day, a lot of the money we spend isn't going to have the desired outcome, right? Like the toys go into the bin, stuff gets played with, especially if you have kids for two weeks. But the box you got with it gets played with for until it breaks. (laughs) So we need to put all of that in perspective when we feel this pressure around Christmas to go out and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars collectively on things that people aren't even going to like.
1: Like eggnog. Sorry. We
0: know what we're getting Victoria for her Christmas present at the office. Poor leader. So we want to, yeah. we want to walk you through some things we'll we'll get it with whipped cream as well don't worry about it
1: (laughs) thanks for that that's great
0: we're gonna walk through some ideas just some simple things that can help save some money around christmas but still accomplish the idea of giving some somebody something thoughtful and meaningful andrea you have the first one what what's your well
2: i think when it comes to like families or groups of friends or um you know i've i've done the secret santa thing and actually i find it ends up being it's it's fun especially if you keep it if you do keep it a secret and you are f- focusing on one person so you're more likely to spend a bit more time and not feel as frustrated because you're not having to buy for everyone in that group of friends or family and you know you could potentially just spend a little bit more one person and and more likely to to hit the nail on the head in terms of maybe something they like too so
0: we had my wife's family had this tradition where everybody bought a gift they put it under the tree and then you drew a name out of a hat and opened it and then everyone did that but as you did that you were allowed to steal someone else's gift if it was your turn White so, elephant
2: is that what that's called? I think called? that is called white
0: elephant. That yes. was that was torture cuz you 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 get something you want and then you think well we're all family here no one's going to have the courage to just be like I'm taking that gift from you but no it it happened
2: I And think it happens how, even more because it's family. <laughs> you learn
1: how cutthroat your uncle is. Yeah, that's <laughs> <true>. Sibling rivalry.
0: <laughs> so what about you Victoria?
1: Um we like to do uh a gift of experiences sometimes that is a nice thing to give um whether it be like weekend away like my husband and I usually just uh pool our money together or save our money and go away for a weekend sometime in the new year um you know there's also like little outings that you can take as a family or if you have like a niece or a nephew same idea like bring them out to a dinner and some shopping or to a nail salon with your niece those are always like fun things to do with the kids and something they definitely will remember
2: true those those things and memories that you can create together have sometimes way more lasting effect than material things that you can get one another
0: yep so being a financial podcast we're we're going to throw in here the idea of especially for for grandparents thinking of what in the world does my grandchild need um you could take some of the money you save or some of the money you've set aside for their christmas gifts and um have their parents open up an RESP or a, or some sort of savings account for the kids to help them save before uh, before they're an adult or before they're going to school. The price of things is, is not getting any cheaper. And for a lot of young people starting out, the more that they have saved, the better. So it's a great idea to take at least some of the money and set it aside for the future of your kids or your grandkids or nieces and nephews so that that money you spend now can have a an impact later other things that go beyond just giving a gift would be giving as a family Mm -hmm. i don't know about you but uh kids get a lot nowadays and you don't want to you don't want to raise kids in a way where they feel like uh, they deserve they deserve everything or at Christmas there needs to be a thousand gifts under the tree and there's disappointment if there's not teaching them the value of giving mm-hmm. is a really important thing so whether it's um, donating to a food bank or you know going through your home to find some toys not just the ones that are, are garbage but some nice toys that they're not using anymore and as a family bring them to a place that they can be donated and Bring the kids through the experience of letting them know, hey, you're going to take something that's important to you, and you're going to give it to someone else, and it's going to be important to them. And that's what this holiday season is supposed to be about: uh, the idea of giving and um, trying to trying to you know run through your mind what's important to them and sacrifice a bit of your income to give something to them. Do that for some someone else. Teach your kids at a young age the value of giving. And charitable giving as well during the holidays is something you can use to help you with your taxes as well. So even writing a check.
1: I feel like inspirational music should be playing softly behind you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can work that out in the editing portion of this. Well, this has been a really cool podcast. I'm glad we did this.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Andrea, congratulations on your first time (laughs) being on the show. It was fun. Victoria. I think this is like three or four for you. So, I mean, congratulations, I guess, but it was good to have you nonetheless.
1: This is a good use of a Wednesday afternoon. I really enjoyed it.
0: And as we close off the podcast, this will be our last one this year. To all of our listeners, to all of our clients, we just want to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we hope 2022 is a great year for you. thanks for listening to the clear money mindset we at davies Financial sterling mutuals are here to help you thrive with your finances you can find us online at daviesfinancial.ca for help with your personal finances you can email us at office daviesfinancial.ca the opinions expressed are those of the participants and are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of sterling mutuals inc mutual funds provided through sterling mutuals inc Commissions, trailer commissions, management fees and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the simplified prospectus before investing. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated.